behind the shades. How are you? I'm very well. How are you? I am well, and I'm wish. And to my audience who are only going to be able to hear this and don't see it, I'm just going to let you know this lovely lady came in with a beautiful smile, just so you guys know. Okay, <laughs> very inviting. Oh, thanks for that. <laughs> You're welcome. So, how's 2021 treating you so far? Really good. I mean, six weeks in, um, <laughs> working full time, homeschooling, got yeah stuff happening with property and beat the overwhelm which is my productivity course so yes a very productive start to the year um yeah it's uh, a lot going on but it's the weekend so it's been a good day so far um having time with the family and a bit of downtime perfect um is it what you expected it to be considering what happened last year no <laughs> You know, is life ever what we expect it to be? And I think that's the thing. It's like, you know, yes, there's been even more uncertainty than usual, but actually I like to reflect back a lot. And every year there's stuff that was great, stuff that was horrible. Um, That's part of life. That's the journey. So I like to not look too far ahead. I look far ahead when it comes to goal setting and that sort of thing. But actually on a day-to-day basis it's just looking at what do I need to do next what's the next step that I need to take and I think if you just focus on the things you can control like how can I make today a great day rather than how long are we going to be in lockdown for how long am I going to be homeschooling for I mean those thoughts come to me I'm not going to lie um but you know it's about managing that and making sure that that doesn't take over and that's a beautiful point to make because I think, and I was talking to a few people that I've interviewed um, in the la- over the last seven days about it. Um, 2020, for all the lows that we want to attribute to it, there's a lot of highs, right? There's a lot of things that we got to do that we would use the excuse and we'll get into this when we officially start. I don't have the time. 2020, all you had was time. I think I... I- in a way, I had less time in some ways, but in others, you know, I hadn't had as much time with my family since being on maternity leave, you know, eight years ago. Um, so in the last eight years, I've, I've never had so much family time, which has been amazing. Um, but yeah, as you say, there's always, always, even if it's not great, there's always a learning from it. And there's always a way out of that and a way up. And I'll say that one of the highlights of 2020 for me, besides starting my own business and this podcast, was I finally learned how to jump rope. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, I, I couldn't. I'm telling you, I was the, that was that guy that, you know, when it goes over your head and you're supposed to jump over it, I would jump yeah. as high as I could. So I'm like a foot, a foot and a half in the air that it comes back again. I'm always stepping on it or I'll trip. It was, it was kind of embarrassing for someone who goes to the gym on a regular basis who couldn't jump rope until my 30s <laughs> <laughs> well there you go there's a new skill you've learned yeah i i didn't i hadn't skipped for a long time as you say and then when you start going to the gym again then after years of not skip it's quite daunting though when you haven't skipped for you know a decade or two to then figure it all out again <laughs> oh yeah it's definitely a skill for those who haven't definitely try um i don't recommend you recording your first attempt because you will look silly <laughs> 
but it's it's always something to learn and i hope that um people continue to learn and they definitely will learn something from the conversation you and i will have today so so i'll officially get started i want to welcome everyone to another episode of behind the shades i have here my how am i going to introduce this this young lady <laughs> i have a woman here who's going to teach you what it's like to be overwhelmed how you can overcome that and she's going to actually use her own experiences to help you guys and the next generation going forward because i don't think there's any one of us that hasn't felt overwhelmed so danny why don't you introduce yourself and tell us a little bit about yourself okay thanks but thanks for that intro so um a very quick intro to me so um my name's danny wade i'm founder of beat the overwhelm I'm a wife and been married for over a decade. <laughs> I've got two girls um, who are now nine and eight. Um, still work full time, so still in a day job, um, work in sales. I've been in sales for over 21 years, I'm now in kind of MarTech data sales role. Um, I'm really into my fitness, so that's where you find me in the spare time that I have. Um, I'm a property investor and as I said, beat the overwhelm, this is my main passion and um, that I'm developing and have just built over the last 18 months or so a nine-step program to help you beat the overwhelm. Um, so, yeah, that's me. I think we'll get into more of, I guess, why, what brought me to this point of building this as we go through the conversation. What is it like to feel overwhelmed? What is that? Oh, big question. I think fundamentally it comes down to feeling in control. And there are very, there, there are lots of different levels when it comes to overwhelm. I think there has to be a certain amount of overwhelm because that's just us taking a moment to, oh, you know, this is feeling a bit much. Take a step back, take a deep breath and figure out what you're going to do to make things easier for yourself is that getting some help is that looking at the situation from a different perspective you know that those are the kind of the basic feelings of overwhelm and then you've got the other end of burnout <laughs> and that's what you need to become more self-aware to ensure that you don't get the burnout and and i guess that's i was one of those people that thought burnout would not happen to me you know even when it happened and I started confiding in some friends, they were like, no, no way. Like everyone was saw me as that person that had it all together um, on the surface. So it was a little bit of a shock to hit that point. And for me, that meant feeling like I was in a fog and um, incapable of making decisions. And I'm usually very decisive. Um, and that, again, I don't want to kind of say exactly what it is because everyone experiences things in different ways. But for me, it was just going through a period of just feeling a bit like a zombie. And, you know, I just needed to pull myself out of that because even though I was in quite this low state, I still had these ambitions and I didn't want to give up on that. So it was really having to take a step back and go, okay, what's working, what isn't, how do I make some changes to get, you know, pick myself up and get back on track. That's a good explanation because as you're explaining that to me, um, a few scenarios in my own life have come up. And I remember one vividly where I felt I felt I was 
losing control of certain things that I always had a strong control over. Mm. And by that, I mean, it's when I was gearing up to to start my own business um, two years ago, well, two and a half years ago now, I was relying on other people to realize my dream. And as I was doing that, I began to lose control of a dream that I always had. And it was interesting looking back because you realize no one should ever have the power to take your dream from you or to at least your your wrestling control over. And when I took a step back and I said, wait a minute, Tarim, what are you doing? This is what you want to do. You've always had control. Um, your thoughts are playing a factor in this because I think when we start to feel overwhelmed, we start to think, maybe I can't do this. Maybe this is too daunting of a task. Maybe, and I think this is the destroyer of so many dreams. Maybe I'm going to fail. And if I do fail, how are people going to view me? Do you think that's forms of overwhelmed as you described it? Because that's what it is to me. Yeah, you've articulated that so well. So, um, what in in the nine steps that I've built to get someone out of overwhelm is the first thing is we start with you we start with the mindset because everything begins with you and it's that level of self-belief so that's the first thing is like building your self-belief back up looking at all the things you have achieved in the past all the things you've overcome as well because there's a lot of strength that comes from those situations and then we tackle that inner voice we all have it and we don't talk about it enough we're our own worst enemy. In fact, when you do something silly, the way you built, you can beat yourself up, you wouldn't talk to your worst enemy <laughs> the way you talk to yourself sometimes. That's so right. that's a huge element, is taking control of yourself before you start to control other things. Um, and life becomes a lot easier when you get that piece under control, definitely. When you mentioned the, the nine steps, right um to help those who who overcome this is that how personal to you are those nine steps and how much of your own experiences maybe as someone that was dating that eventually became a wife someone that was a wife and then eventually became um a mother or all three combined like how much of your own personal experiences and your values i guess are in those nine steps that you cut that you have created it's within everything. I couldn't even pinpoint areas. Um, you know, I made a very, con- I've always been into self-development and been very curious about how the mind works and, you know, why some succeed and some don't. So it was something I always was reading and very interested in. Um, but I took a big shift, I'd say in 2015, to then, instead of just reading the books, actually going on the courses and immersing myself in everything to do with self-development. And this has come from my own experiences of, you know, taking all of the best bits from all of the different courses, the books, the tools, you know, so everything has a tool to it. Some of it I built and um, some of it is something that I found worked very, very effectively. So if it isn't broken, don't fix it. But it's just putting all of these pieces together and then I tested it with um loads of different people as well and taken feedback and run masterminds to just really build the sequence of events that I feel needs to happen to ensure that it's 
a permanent change because we can all do something for four to six weeks. <laughs> That's the easy part. It's making sure that we are consistent with it, you know, moving forward. And you mentioned a good point because earlier at the top of the show, you mentioned to fitness. It's so easy to do the four to six for the four to six weeks plan, right? You have the four yeah. to six weeks diet, you have the four to six weeks, um, lose 10 pounds. You have all these um, content, this information being thrown at you um, because we can do many things for a short period of time. But the challenge is to do it over a longer period of time to go from, okay, this is um, a, be- a habit to behavior to a lifestyle. Yeah. And I look at um, many of my friends who, over the last, I want to say, two years, um, they got married. Um, one of my friends, she got married and then she ended up, um, I was just at her um, virtual baby shower, oh. baby reveal, right? So it's kind of cool. They had this big box on their driveway. They cranked it and it shot out the colors, either nice. blue or pink, right? So it was cute. A little bit different, but cute. <laughs> but um, I look at that and... She was going through a, a difficult time um, leading up to her becoming married. Um, based on the conversation, I would identify it was overwhelmed. Like she has, yes, yeah, she has anxiety as well, but she was feeling overwhelmed. She's like, am I going to be a good partner to the person I'm going to marry? I'm gonna, am I going to be a good wife? Can I see myself as a mother? These are questions that she was going on in her mind. Mm-hmm. And then when she ended, when she realized that she was pregnant after um, when they started planning to get um, create a child and she ended up getting pregnant, it's the same conversations in her mind, right? And to your point, if we could just tune that out and say that, you know what? You got this. You've been successful in the past. You've been good at it before. There's no reason why you're not going to be good at it now. And the reason why I mentioned that and is to let you is to ask you, when you're going down your path, for the mothers out there, for the wives out there, or the mothers to be, or the are the ones who are engaged. Did you experience that in the two situations that you ultimately became as a wife and maybe as a mother? Absolutely, and I, th- I think that's normal. Um, and you know, there's different levels of it. I think everyone would have that internal dialogue with themselves, or you know, if you're lucky enough to have people around you where you're comfortable having that dialogue with someone else then I think that's a healthy thing it's just showing especially when it's other people involved that you're wanting to do your best where it becomes unhealthy and this is something I see a lot and I'm definitely guilty of this is having unrealistic expectations of yourself and that's where it gets messy and that's where most of us hit the balance we look and especially nowadays, we'll look at others and we have one window into their life and we see all of the perfect things and we look at everyone else with rose-tinted glasses and then we look at ourselves with scrutiny and pick up on all of our faults and think, well, I'm not going to be as good as that other person that you have up on a pedestal. So that's where the unrealistic expectations come in and that's where that can lead to an overwhelming overwhelm, which is really, really unhealthy. Um, and again, that is, that's a whole module. <laughs> uh, that's a whole exercise to look at. Everyone has a lot going on. And you know, regardless of your situation, most people have a lot going on. So it's looking at your individual 
position and situation and stage of life to figure out what's going to work for you. Yeah, there isn't a one size fits all for anything. Everyone is unique, but there are some fundamental things if we can get right in the way we manage our own expectations, especially of ourselves, because those are always sky high. Um, then that's, you know, everything else becomes a bit easier. And it's just remembering that no one's perfect. Like no one, <laughs> even the people you admire the most, they are just another human being. And we all have our flaws and that's okay. It's just, you know, yes, we want to be ourselves, our best selves, but we need to just, you know, take a moment to realize we can't be perfect. I think it goes back to that old joke, right? That um, when you look at someone that you think is perfect, someone that you admire, um, it goes, the joke is, well, they put their their pants on their underwear one leg at a time like everyone else, right? Yeah. <laughs> so you may think that they're so much more different than you or better than you. But some of the things that, that are pretty basic, like getting dressed in the morning, they're getting dressed same way there isn't anything special about it there isn't anything amazing and you made a good point where expectations where are they coming from is it that i say okay you know what i have danny in front of me i'm looking okay her house looks pretty nice it's you know i see the background there it's better than mine now i'm raising my expectation based on you I don't know how you've achieved that. I don't know how hard you've worked for it. I just see the finished product. Mm -hmm. And I think a lot of us, with the, especially with the rise of social media, now that we're in the house so much more, what are we doing? Probably watching more TV, probably spending more time on Instagram, TikTok, Facebook, whatever. And we're comparing ourselves because we're at a point where so many people has had so much taken from them in the last year. So we look to our neighbor to the left, and if they're doing better, now it feels even more impactful because two years ago, when the majority of us were successful in our own right, now we may not have that. And in your experience and the clients that you have, how much of their issues of overwhelm or their personal journey where they're hitting a, a plateau. How much is that due to them just looking at others and saying that, you know what? Why can't I be like this person? How much how much of that is actually happening based on the people you've come in contact with? Everyone. <laughs> it's, it's everyone. And, you know, I've, I've been asked as well. It's like, well, how, how can you be doing all of these things? And it's like, well... I didn't just wake up one day and decide I was going to be a property investor and decide I was going to do all of these things. These are things that have been blood, sweat and tears to get it to that stage. And so I'm always more than open to share the journey that it's taken. And actually, if I'd have decided to do all of these things at the same time, none of it would have happened. Like Everything is a journey. And as you say, people see the finished product and have zero idea just how much work has gone into it. I mean, one day I do want to have my own podcast but yeah that's not going to happen in the short term I know I can't take that on right now so like every time someone else has got a podcast up and running I'm like I really admire that um but I I know it's going to be hard but I have no idea until I go through the journey myself and then I'll have even more respect 
you, so I think with everything that comparison piece is so toxic um, and I actually talk about this a lot because it's how can you be jealous of someone when you haven't even tried to put the same level of effort into it like if you're going for the same thing try and understand the journey try and understand the steps that need to be taken but there is a flip side to that you know if you really have a goal and a desire that you want to achieve then it's focusing on that achievement that you want that you're reaching for and just focusing on the next steps and set yourself some milestones we all want to know what the whole journey is going to look like and if we knew we probably wouldn't start <laughs> um, and that's the reality and that's why you know it's it's that grit that you need to have and you've got to have that reason why that's strong enough that is going to get you through the harder days so yeah for me it's you know, making sure that you have the right people around you as well and um, in terms of you know someone that has achieved what you want to achieve so you can get some guidance um, on your journey as well is support system that important and the reason why i ask that is i'm big on support system and there was an example that um, i was telling that i like to share it's when i first got the house that i currently live in i remember i was so happy right and anytime and that's the beauty about accomplishments when you have an accomplishment do you know it's like, for example, you, every time you do something that you're proud of, you know exactly the, the people you want to share it with, right? Yeah. You, you have them on speed dial or they're in your memory. You know exactly who you're going to tell. And that's how I was when I got my house. But what I realized and what I had to, and this is a reflection on me because I had to reevaluate myself, was I got the home. I told certain people, I invited those people. And one of the people that I invited and I'll never forget this said, why is it, how is it that you're able to get a house and I can't? Mm. And for those who have a support system, that's probably one of the most devastating things you can hear from someone that's supposed to be your support system. And I'll say why, and I'll tell you why. Anytime you have an accomplishment and you're sharing with people, your expectation, and we're going back to that, is they're going to be as happy as you are at the very least, but you always want them to be even more happy because you're, you're drawing from their energy, right? Mm -hmm. So when someone turns around and they kind of talk down to it, or there's a hint of jealousy, as you mentioned, then there's no direction that that friendship, that relationship can go, but down. Mm -hmm. Because now you feel a level of betrayal. So that goes back to my question to you is, how important is the support system and in the example i just gave how important is to make sure we're sharing the appropriate news with them i think that the word appropriate is the word to focus on there so not everyone is going to get what you're doing especially when you're doing something different if you're entrepreneurial in any way then you're going to have friends that are not the same and don't really understand why you're putting yourself through it, why you're working so hard, why you're doing it to yourself. But I think it's just looking at it, you know, taking a step back, looking at it from a different perspective of if those friends are amazing, they don't 
and it's not their fault if they don't really get what you're doing but you have friends for different purposes so there are friends that you know I want to go out with and I have fun and I don't if they if they're interested in what I'm doing and they ask then I'll share but I don't need them for that you know I have coaches I have mentors I have entrepreneurial groups I have surrounded myself I've gone to networking events and found the people that understand me that are on the same journey as me from that perspective but it doesn't mean that I have the same level of friendship that if something personal happens I'm not going to be phoning my property mentor or you know so I think it's just looking at things and and again that came down to your expectations in that situation and someone else's you have zero control over someone else's reaction to something and I understand the disappointment I've had similar situations I get it um but then it's also you know thinking about it from an empathetic point of view they are comparing themselves they don't understand what it's taken you know they have to you know an an element if it's jealousy and that's it's really you don't ever want someone to feel jealous of you It's, it's such a horrible emotion but unfortunately it's quite common and and it is always going to happen and some people will feel less they'll feel less in your presence once you start doing more and there's not much you can do about that I always come down to you're going to get judged no matter what you do and I think this is something that comes as you get older and that inner confidence of I'm going to get judged no matter what someone's going to have an opinion no matter what it's impossible to please everyone so you just need to focus on your journey you know I'm on my train. If people want to jump on board, jump on board. If you don't, then you know you can stay at the station. That that's your option, and um, that's your choice. And everyone has to make their own choices. And um, but I think some people do allow themselves to be held back and to not achieve things if they're surrounded by negativity, um, and that I find really sad. Yeah, I find that to be very heartbreaking when people who, in their heart, that you may come in contact, I may come in contact, you know that they're going to be successful, but they limit their success because they don't want to impact the circle that they've, they have around them or that they've insulated themselves. And you mentioned your personal experiences. How did you feel then going through something similar and how do you feel now about it now, now that you're more experienced you're more seasoned you're more more knowledgeable yeah I mean it's still it's there's still a pang sometimes you know we're human beings we have emotions and um, so it will depend on the day I guess and I, I, I always talk about I'm really really real with all of this you know I talk about beating the overwhelm I'm really confident that I can help people and um, but at the end of the day, we're all going to have bad days, but it's about how quickly we pick ourselves up. Um, and for me, I think it, it just comes down to I've, I'm in a position now where, you know, when there's only certain people I'm going to share news with. Um, but I also do have, you know, things on social media. So some people find out through social media, they're going to find out one way or another what I'm up to. So, um, but there are some that I will go out of my way to say something um, and others, 
other things you know, they'll, they're going to find out anyway if they follow me if they don't follow me then if that makes them happier then good for them <laughs> and I think yeah it, it takes time and um, that's just a process of you know having belief in what you're going for um, and managing that inner voice you know going back to what we were talking about in the beginning if you can make sure that your self-belief is in the right place and you're managing your own internal dialogue in the right way then the more you're able to block out the negativity that tries to come in and and you can you know relate and you can be empathetic but you don't have to agree um with the actions the comments um but you can choose to move on and not let it impact you too much did you always have this type of mindset or is this something that you kind of grew into and now you want to help others achieve it maybe a little bit faster than you did looking back yeah i, th I think that's definitely what it comes down to and um, i think when i look back at my upbringing i potentially didn't have the easiest upbringing um you know mixed race family in a very white village lots of various issues that i'm not you know i don't talk about too much um, but looking back, I think all of that, whilst it wasn't great at the time, it was potentially awful at times. And um, it comes down to that gave me resilience and grit. And when we talk about things that we survive and things that we overcome, when I look back, I do wonder if I'd have had a picture perfect upbringing, if I'd have ended up being the same, because I will fight for something um, because I know that I've got the inner strength to do it. So, you know, when I take a moment to go, right, you know, I know I can do this and I I don't like to lose. <laughs> so, and, you know, once I set my mind to something, I, I guess I've always been like that a little bit given yeah, the upbringing, I guess. Um, but, you know, you, you also make choices. It's very easy to also blame um, you know your past or things that have happened to you as a reason for failing but you know i think if you're going to blame situations or people for the bad things blame them for the good things as well because if you're if you've been through something that that does it there's learnings to come from that um, and it's your choice whether you want to live in the past and if you're living in the past your body and your brain is feeling that as if it's happening to you right now. And I think that's a really important message. Probably the most important thing I've said is for people to realize they need to, need to look forward. And there's always, always, always someone worse off than you. There's always, always something you can do to improve things right now in the moment. That's the beauty of both success um, because you always remember that turning point. Right. And a lot of us have it in our childhood. We're saying that, you know what, I had a childhood that was like this or I experienced this. And that's where I made a decision saying that, you know what, I'm going to change it. I need to change it for me, because if I ever start a family, I need to make sure that they're better off than I was and they have a better starting point. Is that one of your goals with the nine step and everything you're doing, saying that I went through this, as you mentioned, um, I had certain experience as a child that I want to make sure that I can improve from and have success from. Now that I have my own family, especially two girls, where it's like, you know what, 
I want to create a better generation of women going forward because I don't want them to go through necessarily what I went through, but I still want them to have a strong character. Yeah, exactly. And it's sometimes like, you know, my daughters have a pretty good life and I'm like, oh, you got, you got it so easy. So it is, you know, I'm definitely doing my best to teach them. And it's just things that we didn't even you know, think about or even know about growing up. So, you know, whilst I mostly work with aspiring entrepreneurs, I'm really, really passionate about getting to people as young as possible to just really understand and just give them the message that no matter what your situation, you alone have the control to change it. No one's going to change it for you. You have every opportunity to make the life that you want and you need to yeah just that inner dialogue thing that you know growing up with that inner dialogue of being really mean to ourselves um you know i, I just wish someone had said yeah i have that too i have that inner voice because you, you know you feel a bit lonely with that you know when you're in your room by yourself stuck with your inner dialogue you don't realize that everyone else has the same thing going on um so i think that's really really important um to just really understand our brains because we don't always put in control of our brains that you know we can control our emotions and that we have choice i think that's just so important um for everyone to hear what do you with everything that you experienced everything you just said what would you tell a younger version of yourself why oh. <laughs> I'm, I'm bringing out the big questions for my friend here just so you guys know <laughs> for me yeah if someone had explained how the brain works um that i guess no matter what you're going through you're going to come out stronger from this that there's a reason why this is happening and um, and that you know that, that inner voice and the empathy like just really understanding things from someone else's point of view is so, so important. And um, I think that it comes down to yeah, that self-awareness and managing yourself as an individual. I think it would just be, yeah, start to look at things from different perspectives, learn about your brain, how it works, learn about your emotions and learn about control and how you can change your mindset and that no one's going to do it for you. So start making life good for yourself. Yeah, wake up every day asking how you can make today a good day would be, you know, a really good, simple thing for anyone to implement into their days. Of all the people you've come in contact with, what keeps you going? I guess is my question, right? Like, what keeps you continuing to do what you're doing now? First of all, deciding what your goals are. Some people find it easy to say what they don't want rather than what they do want. Lots of focus on taking, I actually take people through a visualization exercise of living a day in their best life, living their best life. Um, and then from that, we figure out what their actual goals are. And once you know what the goals are, everything else follows. Um, but that kind of comes under legacy of you know wanting to leave part of you behind that you know something positive that continues to grow after you've gone and um, and then it's you know looking at how but also, also looking at who 
who can help you achieve this as well. There are people that have trodden this path before in my journey. Who can make your boat go faster? Who can yeah, prevent you making the same mistakes that they made? And there's so much information out there. And I guess it's a choice whether you watch TikTok or <laughs> go and find some information that can help you. Um, you know, as it, it always comes down to choice. Not that there's anything, you know, I watch TV and one of the things is making sure you have enough downtime. That is one huge, huge element that I work with people on, guilt-free downtime. Um, anyone that's entrepreneurial has those moments of, you know, when they're relaxing, they're in a spa or they're just having a lazy evening, you get a pang of guilt that oh but I should be doing this or I should be doing that or I haven't yet finished that task but, but having that downtime is what helps you avoid the overwhelm so that is really really important if you don't make time to have some downtime then your body will choose that time for you and it won't be the best time <laughs> that's a great answer because I'm big on legacy um, I'm someone that I don't have any children at the moment, but legacy is very important because you want to, for me, I want to be remembered as making a difference. Yeah. And that's why I feel that the conversations I have with you or with others and when I share this content to the world, um, if I can have one person say, Terrain, I listened to that podcast between you and me. And it made me look at my life a different way. I've accomplished my goal. Sure, you want to be um, financially rewarded and things like that uh, from your intellectual property, but that's not the main reason. Like once you get into an area where you're dealing with people, I'll be hard pressed to find someone that says, eh, you know what, I help people do with overwhelm because I want to get rich from it. Or <laughs> I help people, you know, or I help people into the gym because I'm going to be rich for it, right? There's so much more to it. And when you mention legacy, I look at my own legacy and that's what I want. I want, if I were to pass today, I want to say, you know what? I was kind to the guests that was on my show. Um, I was professional with them. Um, the people that listened to it, they, take, they took away something from it. It helped enrich their life in some way. Is that the type of legacy you want from your work? where I have my legacy with my spouse and my two children, that's that legacy. When it comes to the legacy of your work and how you're impacting the generation that you and I are part of, as well as the next one and the one after that, what is the legacy you want going forward when maybe you're not here to make the impact in person anymore? So, yeah, I think, you know, I'm, I'm in the quarters about to launch. Um, I'm going to be writing a book and launching that within the next year as well. So I, I feel that's going to be part of my legacy. And um, when the world goes back to normal and I can start doing face-to-face -face workshops again, you know, I feel like, yeah, every time, even when I do a podcast, like I get such an adrenaline rush. Like I genuinely, I just love it. And when I go to a networking event, when I do workshops, when I whatever I do when I'm sharing I just know it's right <laughs> it's me and I love it sometimes I crash really hard afterwards because I'm on such a high and when I'm talking about these things that are just so so important because I'm I just truly believe that this is 
what people need to do and just realize that they are in complete control of making their life easier and so yes if i for me it is just that legacy of i hope i can make a difference in making people realize that they can make their life easier they have that choice life can be easier than it is right now for anybody and um, no matter what the situation and i know there's some horrible situations but there is there's little things that you can do that it can be the smallest things to make your life happier and easier um yeah i guess that would be it like for this generation for the younger generations just take control of your life and make life easier for yourself would be yeah if i for as many people that i can do that for that would be amazing